This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in WIP Daily for May 11th, a Thursday, and what a big night. Coming up at Philadelphia Sports, the Sixers hosting the Celtics, game number six tonight, as they try to close it out and make the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time in over two decades. I thought today, you know, I didn't really want to preview the game as much, and we all, we, I mean, we've seen the series enough now that we know the matchup, and, and we know what the Sixers have to do now to beat this, this Celtics team and, and to kind of finally kill them and move on to the next level, but... I was thinking about it from this perspective with this game and really the end of the series. You know, no one knows what will happen in game six, but game six, if there is a game seven, the Sixers are on the precipice here of finishing the job and getting to the Eastern Conference final. And, and really, the way I view it is this is a legacy moment. This is a legacy. The next victory for the Sixers against the Celtics in this series will be a legacy building game for four four individuals. And, and I wanted to rank who's kind of has the most on the line here, whose legacy is really at most at, at, in, in the balance over the next, um, you know, we'll see 48 minutes, 96 minutes. I, I don't know. But the four guys I, I think about it, and I'll rank them here, you know, Joel Embiid, Doc Rivers, James Harden, Daryl Morey, they all have a lot to gain and a lot to lose if this thing somehow went badly. But if it goes well, if it goes however when Philadelphia wants it to go, it changes the trajectory of how we talk about each of them. Now, how much? We'll, we'll kind of figure that out here. But, but all of them have a lot on the line. Let, let's start with the guy, I believe, that has the most on the line. We'll go like on one, two, three, four. And, and they all have leg- – it's, it's, it, these are legacy-defining games for all of these guys in different ways. Uh, number one – I'm going to go with Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid has the most to gain and, in a sense, the most to lose over the next game or two in this series. So so if Joel Embiid can lead the Sixers past the Celtics and get to the Eastern Conference Finals, let's play this thing out and say that the Sixers win that and get to the Finals. You know, Joel Embiid already is putting himself in rare air 
just as an MVP. I think we we looked yesterday on the on the midday show on WIP. I think there's only been 35 or 36 individuals that have won the NBA MVP. Obviously, it's been a lot of years at the NBA, but but some guys win a lot, right? LeBron James and Michael Jordan and and so on and so forth. So there's only been 35 or maybe 36 now with Joel individuals to win the NBA MVP. So he's already in that very exclusive group. And then if he can add to that with winning a championship, well, then we start talking about his legacy all time. You know, I I don't know if he'll ever have the career numbers, you know, points, rebounds as as the greats because, you know, he missed a lot of time early. And he has to play 82 games a year. Like So counting numbers, I don't know if that will ever be how we look at Joel Embiid. But you look at his points per game, his points per 36 minutes um, in NBA history. They're, they're quite elite. I mean, when you compare them to the rest of the league ever. And then you start factoring in, well, let's look at him as a big man. And you start thinking about how many big men in NBA history have been an MVP and have won a championship and have, have won two scoring titles. Like, the, the list is is very small. You know, will he ever surpass Shaq or Hakeem or Duncan? I doubt it. But then you go to the next level of big, you know, and, and obviously, you know, Wilt and, and Russell and Kareem. So, right, th- you move those, after those six, after those top six big men of all time, you start looking down. I mean, is he already a better player than Patrick Ewing was? Probably. Um, now, Patrick had a long career with a lot of counting numbers, and Patrick went to the finals. So you kind of think about that, names like that. Um, is he a better player than David Robinson was? Probably not, but may, it's close. Robinson has a scoring title. Robinson, of course, you know, won the finals late in his career with Tim Duncan by his side. So you start like, you start, like what kind of air could one day Joel Embiid occupy if, if this goes well? But on the other hand, right, the, the the other side of this is Joel Embiid, to this point, as I record this podcast today, has never been past the second round. And he, you look at the last 40 years in the NBA, there has never been an MVP in the last 40 years that at no point in their career, so I'm not speaking of just the MVP season, but at no point in their career played, or didn't play at least into the conference finals. Like, to put it this way, if the Sixers win this, Joel jumps up, and he joins every other MVP in the last 40 years that has played at least at some point in their career in a conference final or, of course, an NBA final. If the Sixers blow this somehow, Joel Embiid will be the only MVP in 40 years to have zero conference final appearances on his resume. That's a remarkable swing. So I think Joel is the most to gain, most to lose, legacy-wise, next couple of games. Number two, and this might surprise you, I think it's Daryl Morey. Daryl's kind of fallen under the radar here in this postseason. I haven't even seen him. And, and maybe he does this by design. Um, you know, maybe, you know, I don't really know. I've, I've never spoken to Daryl uh, personally. I heard him on WIP with Mark Cerise once. But I don't know if he has a different way of watching games than maybe other GMs or he just, he likes to be kind of alone. I, I The camera hasn't shown him unless I've missed it. And, and if I have, correct me on this. I haven't seen Daryl Morey. So he's really been out of sight, but also out of mind. And, it probably is unfair because his team is playing well that we should go back to the team he built, which was often criticized. And, and you know, he, he believes too much of James Harden and all this stuff. He built a really good team. He built a really good team that is really good at, at shooting the basketball, that added wing defenders, that has enough now at the center position with Paul Reed behind Joel Embiid. He built a really good team. And with, with Daryl Morey, you know, he's been at the conference finals before. Like, just getting past the second round won't by itself 
be the inertia to move his legacy up, but a championship would. A championship would for Daryl Moore. I think even a championship appearance. You know, there is a correlation that I'm sure will come off not flattering for for Daryl Moore, even though I I think this guy's really smart and, and obviously great at what he did for a long time. There's like a Billy Bean correlation to Daryl Morey. Basically, does my bleep work in the playoffs? I can build really good teams. I could search for market inefficiencies. I see where the game's going before anybody else, which Billy Bean did with the A's 25 years ago. And obviously, Daryl Morey did in his stops, you know, front office with the, with the Celtics. And then all those years with the Rockets, seeing James Harden before he really became James Harden, all that stuff. The three-point revolution, you know, pace and space. I mean, that Daryl Morey was ahead of it all. But his teams haven't won anything. And I think if this team can win something, if they could they could push themselves forward to a title or even the finals, it pushes Daryl Morey forward. I mean, I think he's going to end up in the Hall of Fame anyway, Daryl Morey, because of all the winning, the respect he has around the NBA. And I do think he's looked at it as the guy who changed the game in a sense. But you know, he could really lock himself into being a Hall of Fame executive if his team wins one. And his bet on James Harden, you know, twice, you know, proves to be excellent and his bet on you know the way the game should be played with pace and space turns out to be a title winning formula for him so I do think Daryl Morey has a lot to gain here and on the other ledger you know right what to lose I I do think what what I said a minute ago about being basketball's Billy Bean which is I can build these teams I could build the idea of a basketball team for the regular season and and every year just write Daryl Morey's team in down for 50 plus wins basically every year. I mean, just go look at the Rockets years and go look here at Philadelphia. His teams win 50 plus games. You can close your eyes, not worry about who's on the court and you just know they're going to win 50 plus games. So there's that element to it to where he has that. But just like Billy Beans teams with the A's, once they got to the playoffs, there was very little success. It was just, it it didn't work. And that will be kind of the, the, give and take of his legacy if the Sixers do not win a championship or get to a final with Darren Moore. So I, I think Morey's legacy has got a lot to gain here. Also some to lose because although he's established himself as, as respected, he hasn't won anything. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So number one's Joel. Joel's got the most to gain, most to lose. Uh, number two is is Daryl Morey. Number three, I'm going Doc Rivers. And and you might be surprised that I'm putting Harden last on my list. But I'm, here's why I'm going with Doc three, and then we'll get to Harden. Doc Rivers is has accomplished a lot. You know, we had Dan Shaughnessy from the Boston Globe on on the midday show on on Wednesday, and if you want to go back and listen uh, on the midday show feed, uh, it it was really a good conversation with with Dan, and he's seen so much. Right, he's seen so much greatness uh, covering teams in Boston for all those years, from the Red Sox to the, the obviously the Celtics, the great Celtics teams, not this team, but you know the Larry Bird teams of the '80s, and and of course the the Doc Rivers team. That that won a championship at 08, but I asked them like, what are they? What are people thinking of Doc up in Boston? And, and basically said, well, they've only won one title since '86, so Doc is, you know, he's kind of he's got it made up there, even though people think maybe he didn't do enough. And it's interesting because Doc's had different careers. Like he was the young coach that kind of took an upstart Magic team out of nowhere and got him in the playoffs, and then he was the coach that won a championship in Boston. 
and, and, and got those three, those three great players, but had never won anything before they had Doc over the hump against Kobe Bryant. So Doc's standing as, as a potential all-time great coach. The trajectory was, was you know, pointing directly up in 08. In 09, they get back. Um, you know, they have a good season. 10, they get back, right? Like they had, they had a great little run there. But then LeBron got to the heat, and it really kind of smacked Doc and, and, and Boston's chances square in the face. So then he goes to the Clippers. And you think about Doc Rivers. So, you know, he hasn't been to a conference final since his time in, in Boston. And when it's all said and done, obviously Doc's had a lot of wins. Doc has a ring. But if Doc can't get to a conference final or a final beyond Boston, it'll be looked at very, I mean, just like this, like, if he didn't have Pierce Garnett and Allen, what is Doc Rivers? He's second round and out. He's Lenny Wilkins. Like, like, like he's not a great coach. He's just coached for a long time. But if the, he wins with this group, and I think Doc's done a nice job in this postseason. I really think he's outcoached Joe Missoula. It, it will kind of turn things on, on the way Doc's talked about, I think, at Philadelphia. But certainly national. Like, if Doc Rivers gets a second ring and takes two teams to championships, you add up all the wins, you add up all the years, you add up all the playoff berths, and I think 20 years from now, if the Sixers win a title, right, get past this round, get to the finals, win a title, 20, 30 years from now, when Doc Rivers' name is on a screen, when they list the great coaches in the NBA over the last 50 or 60 years, it'll come up two titles, two different organizations, more than it will be 3-1 blown leads. Couldn't get out of the second round a lot. Like, that's, that's what he has at stake. He's already going to be a Hall of Fame. I mean, he's already a Hall of Fame coach. I mean, just that's the way the NBA works and pro basketball works. But... I do think it could elevate Doc to a, a certainly in a different realm of coaches in NBA history. And my last one is James Harden. And it might surprise you. I think he's got some of the least at stake here in this game. Because I think people's opinions of Harden's not going to change. Not that much. I mean, he's been to a finals. He's been to a conference finals. You know, yeah, he's had bad playoff moments. He also had some great ones. He has, I think, 11 40-point playoff games. I just don't know if people will ever elevate him. Like I mentioned, Embiid could start to be elevated among the great big men ever. Like, where do you start slotting him in if they win a title? He's got the MVP. You know, his contemporary is also going to be in this mix potentially over the next two months if they win. Like, I like Jokic. You know, you could kind of have those debates on Embiid, Jokic, so they're going to end up top 35 players ever. Well, you know, whatever down the line. With James Harden, I just feel like there might be a glass ceiling with the perception versus the reality. I mean, will people ever consider him? Let's say they win the title. Let's say they win it and James plays really well. Will he sudden like will we suddenly wake up in July and be like, you know what? James Harden's a top twenty player ever. I even if the resume says he he might have that case, um, you know, I think if you go look at probably win shares or or whatever metric you want to use, basketball reference, I I or you know, I guarantee I'm not looking right now. James Harden's really high in NBA history. He's probably a top forty player by I'm just guessing, just just a guess on that metric. So like he has resume, MVP, scoring leader, assist leader, tons of all-star games, been to a finals, been to the conference. He's got a lot already kind of locked in to his resume. He certainly is one of the great offensive players of all time. Daryl Morey said he's a better offensive player than Michael Jordan once upon a time. So I just feel like there's a perception versus reality with James Harden that even a title, I think, could only elevate him so much. Now, would it elevate him? Sure. I mean, those conversations, you'd have to really say, like, how do we not rank him a top 30-ish player of all time if he wins a championship? 
So they all have something on the line here, like getting past the Celtics, getting to the Eastern Conference Final, potentially winning the NBA Finals changes everything about the way Joel Embiid, Daryl Morey, Doc Rivers, James Harden are viewed. The, the, that's how I would rank them. I agree. Joel one, Daryl two, and we haven't talked enough about Daryl in this postseason. Doc three, and Harden four. Those are the mo- the most to gain and lose as they try to close out the Celtics and move on to an Eastern Conference Final and move on to putting themselves in position to win a championship. This is, I mean, this is the time of year in, in the NBA where legacies are changed, legacies are molded, legacies in some ways are tainted, and it's very dif- difficult once you reach a stratosphere to ever drop off that stratosphere, and it's very difficult to reach a stratosphere if you haven't accomplished enough. And that's why for guys like Joel and Daryl, it's it's gigantic the next couple of days here, and maybe maybe even just one. Enjoy game number six. We'll talk and react, obviously, uh, after the game and, and, and tomorrow. And check out the podcast. Uh, follow anywhere you get your podcast, WIP Daily. And, of course, of course, follow the 94 WIP YouTube page. Doing a lot of video podcasts there. We'll be doing tomorrow's after game number six. Enjoy. It's a special, special moment. Also, a lot of reaction coming tomorrow. Uh, and next week on the Eagles schedule. To stay tuned to WIP, the WIP Midday Show, myself and you, Douglas, and of course, WIP Daily. Appreciate every single one of you that takes time to listen to this podcast every day. Thank you.